1: Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in him
2: is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only
1: one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. No names, these are just theories, if you hear me, baby. It's home, you must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Baby. Happy, happy Monday, y'all. Now, I know it's a surprise. Straight just took the break, but I'm gonna be here with y'all all week shout out to my sister i'm so happy you are joining a day with trey so remember to like share and subscribe okay we have a jam-packed show today and i can't wait for jamil with pastor jamil witherspoon to come in but before that i got this relentless man over here what's up big o yo yo deontay how are you i'm doing really really great how was your weekend it was good we got a pastor in the house pastor.
0: i let the church say amen <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, actually, I had, a, I had a fantastic weekend. I was I was down in the Lone Star State, down in Houston, Texas. You know, my my young daughter Victoria lives there in Houston, so I was I was hanging out there. Uh, I got a real important thing going on tomorrow um, with the GSBA, actually, up on Capitol Hill. so i flew back for that or else i'd still be in houston shout out to the gsba we
1: love them oh yeah of course
0: hey anybody can get big old to come all the way back cross country you know and they i have an abundance of of love and respect for for
1: gsba and all those guys there but man i i had a really really good weekend how about you Uh, you know honestly i had a great weekend i spent saturday at home sleep i spent sunday in church. (laughs) <laughs> um, and But at the, at the same time Just gearing up for this week that we have here But I don't want to talk about Can we talk about Converge here? Because y'all making big moves That reconciliation tour That was amazing Yo, all right. So you know, I, I get all like humble and shy. Everything I don't like
0: talking about us per se, but I do like uplifting the work of of our team here and also our partners like Baseball Beyond Borders. Yeah, and you know, we we're all fortunate enough to be in the house right down the street at uh, at T Mobile Park on Tuesday for the uh, private screening. A reconciliation tour, and didn't find out until afterwards. You know, the the big dogs from the Mariners were there too. The president was there, yeah. and a lot of a lot of the executives were in the room in the space, and the uplift was real.
1: Yes, it it really really was. I mean, just just seeing community there, let alone shot big shout out to Buki. It oh, was yeah. just really, uh, I mean. I seen the previews, but they didn't even hold a candle to the actual.
0: The the film is tight, and you know you're always good at, at, at setting these clips up here. So you set this one up perfectly. We just got like a, a small overview
1: from Tuesday. We have to check it out.
3: They're going to tell you about their experience, what they went through and what they seen as they participated both in the camp at Jackson, Mississippi, as well as the experience, the cultural experience in Montgomery, Alabama.
0: The film is the cherry on top. The trip was what mattered the most. You heard these young kings
2: talk about it. And um, you can always make a difference in somebody's life by just talking to them to be kind and spread love to one another.
0: It just means so much to all of us, really, that we're a part of that trip, that you are all here to see it, because it was very impactful. I don't think anybody came back the same person that they were when they left for the trip.
3: These are opportunities we want to continue to offer, because we are a family. We, as a collective, can drive the change that's needed to see baseball in West Jackson. It's up to y'all, right? So we're here as conduits to really help support you and really elevate the promise that you have to see baseball back in our community. And it's up to y'all, right? That's going to be that voice of reason, and that's going to talk to the community about what you need.
1: Wow, that didn't even hold a candle <laughs> to the experience that was in there. The youth that were in there, it was. in, in per usual, Reverend Harry Walton. Well, yeah, Mom I mean, just there. watching that in awe. You, the, 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 the just watching. J- i don't even watch baseball y'all okay i I stay i I stayed a little bit for the game okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that um for me personally about about this this film and particularly that day and i didn't know that bookie was going to bring this up but bookie told a story about how six years ago um it was bookie ec parker and they called me and we're at joey's house and i'm like man we're trying to tell better stories about baseball, baseball beyond borders and everything else. I had just moved back um, and I was like, man, bro, we could just use an iPhone. I said, because it don't really matter, you know, with the camera, it's, it's really, it's the story, the story to be told. And Buki talked about that. He was like, yo, six years ago. And it kind of dawned on me. And he was like, man, I don't know what Converge was doing six years ago, and you know? And when I had an opportunity to speak, I was like, yo, what Buki and nobody here realized is that while I was meeting with him, talking about how we could sell, tell better stories about baseball, I was also working at the baseball stadium, you know, selling concessions, selling beers, selling peanuts to be able to afford a camera, you know, and it's also like a statement that Man, when you really trying to go somewhere and and do something, if you got a vision, man, don't let your current circumstances or what you have or don't have limit where you can go. And what I said there um, at the event was like, I didn't know that I would be in this room, but I always knew I'd be in this room.
1: I know that's right. Now, yeah. that's a word. Now, we're, can we still look at the records?
0: So what they're doing, Baseball Beyond Borders is doing is, um, they're man, they're taking a screening on the road. So they're going to be screening it all over America for the next few months, and then it's going to release to the public. And so, but we, we got a screening coming to the
1: neighborhood, though. Okay. We got some. So so we got to stay
0: tuned. Yeah, you know okay. what I'm saying? We want we want people to come out and
1: see it. I'm just so so proud of everyone. Shaylon, just looking at Shaylon's face, yeah. like, um, and I know that a lot of our, our community members from our family were 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 in the building. So just watching some of those producers in that space was great. Yeah, no, no. He he worked hard on it. Um yeah, and so it was it was really cool. Okay. It was really dope. Well, shout out to, to family in that space. So there was something else going on this weekend, right?
0: Yeah, well, some of the something that we covered, there's always a ton of stuff going on, but something that um, you know, was was really kind of near and dear to a photographer, uh Jordan Summers. Um, was the the protest that was here and really all across America, uh, people in the Iranian community and people who just believe in human rights. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Took to the streets. We got a photo montage up there right now. Uh, It was a protest for um, Masa Amini. um, And this was a young woman over in Iran who was um, killed basically by this moral police over there because of her refusal to wear hijab. And, man, people ain't having it. And like I said, Seattle was just one, one city across America that really took out to the streets. I think it's important that, you know, we use our platform to to bring awareness to this. You know, I put in my my Instagram. It's like no justice. You know what I'm saying? No peace. A lot. A lot of these protests have been overlooked by larger media outlets. But, you know, what I'm saying we're always um, um, staying true to who we are. And I mean, um. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. That's Dr. Martin Luther King said that. Mm-hmm. So I might not hang out in the Iranian community, Persian community, although I got lots of friends, by the way. But you know what I'm saying? It don't matter because, you know, wrong is wrong. And, and we always we need to use our voices.
1: Absolutely. I and Shout out to Jordan. I know I just texted him and just said, oh, those are amazing photos. I wish I could have been. If I knew that that was going on throughout the weekend, I would have been there.
0: But What's crazy is on, on Instagram, People from the Iranian community all across America and North America have been hitting us. You know, we're really, we're just a thank you. Thank you for using your platform to build awareness. Thank you for giving us voice. And I'm like, man, that's the minimum that we can do here at Converge. And we're going to continue to do that. You know what I'm saying? And uplift people and causes on, on, for what's
1: right. You know, we got to do what we can while we can. Absolutely. And thank you for doing all that you can. You work so hard. You know, I I say this to this man every time off screen, but you've worked so hard, man. And I mean, I just you just saying you were leaving town to do family this weekend. Like, I was just so happy that you had a time to relax and enjoy yourself. But I just want to let you know how much we community appreciates you.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you.
1: I've got, um,
0: I got a, whatchamacallit, I put it up here? Yeah. So I want to continue to tell people you can go to our blog. Our blog is just getting better and better. Thanks to Ike Everard. You know what I'm saying? And Ike Everard's commitment of of really trying to elevate our our blog space. So there on our blog, there's an overlay there. Um, Curtis will put the link in the comments. You can read more about the protests I just mentioned. And also today is Monday. So today is another installment of Black Artists That You Should Know. You know, that's the T Dub um has put that together. And uh I th- well, yeah, there it is right there. Um Barbara Earl Thomas. Okay. So you can yeah. Okay. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. You know, T Dub went back some big dogs. Right. For uh for for art of the matter, you can go to to our blog
1: where we com forward slash post and you can read up on both of those. T Dub. I can, when is season two coming out? I'm gonna look in the camera. <laughs> when is season two coming out? I've been asking her, so I just can't wait for that, man. But thank you all for coming today. I really, really appreciate you, brother. No, th- thank you for having me. And again, I want to say that
0: um, of all these skills that you have and sometimes we can we can leave this earth without realizing all the, the skill and, and talent that, that God You know, put in us. And, you know, a lot of times, especially in our community, we're never fortunate enough to be in spaces that activate these talents that are deep within us. And I want to take this moment right here to acknowledge the fact that you're thriving at your highest purpose when you come into this studio. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know a year or two years ago or six months ago. Um, these capabilities that are within you. And every time that you come here and these lights come on, you continue to thrive at your highest level and at your highest purpose. And we're thankful to have you here. I love you,
1: brother. You ain't gonna get me to cry today. Up next... (laughs) We have Pastor a Witherspoon. You are watching A Day With Trey.
3: Community, it's been three years since we've been able to celebrate in person at our annual Evening With Choice. And this year at Access and Pioneer Square on October 19th at 6 p.m., we will be back together again celebrating our journey healing towards justice. This past couple of years have been incredibly difficult for our young people and our community at large. And one thing that has become clear and absolutely true is there's one way forward that brings all of us together and that's as we heal. And when our young people heal, they're truly able to become who it is they've been purposed to be. So on this evening, you'll hear stories of our young people, hear the evolution of our organization as we emphasize healing in our cause. And together, we will celebrate another year of impact and growth as we journey towards justice together. Again, it's at Access and Pioneer Square, 6 p.m. on October 19th. And live streaming will be available through YouTube at IChooseWinning.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Now, for two years, the Liberation Church w- was completely virtual. Just this Sunday, they opened back up their doors, and I was a guest in there. But I'm just very happy to welcome this pastor here. This is a friend, Pastor Jamel with a spoon. Bless you, sir. How are you doing?
2: I am well. How are you?
1: Good. Now, now walk me through the process. Now, I know that what was it like opening up the church virtual, doing virtually during the pandemic, right?
2: Yeah, So I actually pastored two churches, one in Everett. And we've been open for quite some time. It is a predominantly white church. Um, It's 120 years old. Um, Things are a little more structured in the ways in which we (laughs) we do um, things there um, just because it has been around for so long. And liberation, uh, my church in Seattle is very much, I call it my Seattle gentrified church (laughs) um, because indeed Seattle is gentrified. Um, and it is in the heart of Seattle. And so we predominantly have um, folks of color. Um, we have all sorts of folks that show up in the space to be a part of the community. Um, and it has been essential yeah. for our community, um, for our mental health, for our physical health. Um, and we have maintained an online status um, for the last two and a half years. And now we are back in person.
1: Yes, and it's, it's so great. It was such a great experience. Um, First of all, listening to you talk, because you're also a friend of this, but uh, listening to you preach a word to bring people together. You talked a lot about inclusivity, but I also want to talk a little bit about your history here in Seattle, because you are from the CD, right? I'm from <laughs> the CD. You know, pastors <laughs> don't throw up no sets, but, you know, I'm just saying, you know. So can you tell us a little bit about growing up out here, um, which got you into your areas of faith? Because you grew up in church, right?
2: Yeah, so I grew up deeply in church. Uh i um actually um uh I tell people all the time I pastor two churches probably within maybe a ten mile radius of maybe four or five of my family's churches and churches that I've grown up in um and in some ways i, I preach the opposite okay. <laughs> um of of some of the spaces that i've that i've that I've been a part of and I've grown up in, and so I've seen the beauty um, of church because I take all that it has taught me with me every single day, right? And I've seen the ways in which uh, church has been detrimental um, to the living of particularly um, queer bodies. Yeah. And so I, I wanna say this that, uh, and I don't wanna just jump into the deep <laughs> already, yeah. um, but, but church I recognize as a pastor, as a contender of the faith, as one who studies biblical literature, um, and and studies the bodies of people and the beings of people and, and loves all of it. Church has been an anchor. It has been an anchor, especially in uh, communities of color. And this anchor has held us steady. And this anchor has also pulled us down. Yes, it has drowned us um, in so many ways because church has been a primary. A resource, right, an outlet from slavery um, in our experience as specifically Black people. I mean, we've taken everything that church has given, and often we've asked no questions, and we have thought church to be our spiritual anchor that has caused us to leave all of us right behind to follow Jesus. And so my theology is deeply that in order to truly follow Jesus, we must pick up all of us, yeah, um, and all of us goes into this space of spirituality.
1: But can we talk a little bit about that church heart, right? I mean, growing up, for a lot of people that may identify, that may have either went through incarceration or may identify as LGBTQIA or may have may have received some other type of trauma um, in the church. How how can we do a better job of being more inclusive to those community members?
2: Yeah, you know, trauma is, is is learned and it's carried in our bodies. Um, and so <laughs> there are people who want nothing. Excuse my language. Can I use language here? Because I love it. I can. No. OK, I won't um, because I'm
1: a, I'm a guest on trade show and I want to make sure I respect her space. So
2: <laughs> I want to respect her space, too, because I'm a pastor who who deeply who fills uh, my passion in the yes. words that I use. And so I curse because yeah. our world in so many ways drives us to verbiage that is not so uh, <laughs> fruitful yeah. um, or that is fruitful and not so pleasant. Right. Yes. And so I think that being here, being in this space, understanding Um, That I am a public apology. Um, I embody the apology that so many of our queer, um, so many of our black little boys and girls deserve as they've traveled through spirituality and felt lost and abandoned. Um, and still wanted to be close to a God who was love, but who could not stand to look at the fullness of who they were. And so church hurt is real. Um, and I stand here today still as a Christian because God's love is realer.
1: Yes, right.
2: It is bigger. It is wider. It is vast. It is it is present. It is here. It is now. And it has always been for me. And so even in spaces that caused me to feel as if I could not bring the fullness of who I was, there was always right. This 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 speaking into my ear and this speaking into my spirit that said, Jamel, all of you, Right. Is is what I love. And you are indeed made in my image, my divine image. Right. And I am your God. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm your God. However, I need to show up for you, whether I am God, he, whether I am she, whether I am they, whether I am them um, and I am for you.
1: You better be for you better. (laughs) You better preach a word today.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm a preacher. I'm long with it.
1: I do want to ask you some more questions. Like, cause, I mean, there is so much more to Pastor Jamil, right? Yes. And we'll get to those things. We're going to take one more break and we'll be back with a day with Trey.
0: Basically, fam, believe in giving. Like, we have to be willing to give more. And people seem to always think giving means money. But nah, bro. It's like you can give time. You can give understanding. You can give access. You can give a listening ear and an open heart. You can give and share your God-given gifts and talents, but you just got to give.
1: And we're back with Pastor, not Pastor, Pastor Jameel Witherspoon. Um, And and we were just talking over the break about history and uh, shout out to O and Curtis, because we were all having this conversation, right, about some of the, well, just showing up in community. And just recently... Um, with showing up in community without fear, right? Um, and just recently, you spoke at um, was National HIV, Black HIV Awareness Day, which was Tuesday. Can
2: you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Pocan, um, I am a, a supporter of Pocan. Love them, and they have supported me in, in so many amazing ways. I spoke at this event for folks who have been affected, particularly men who have been affected by HIV. Um, and you know, I really came from a space of the inadequacy and, and the ways in which church has made folks feel um, dirty, right, and the ways in which church has made and and perverted love. Yeah. and so my 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 theology, right, and the ways in which I walk through life, what's at the forefront is do no harm and so When there is wrong interpretation, right, of scripture, because let's just be clear, most of the folks who are telling you what they are telling you are not educated to tell you anything. So the folks who indeed have the most to say are usually the ones who have the least in study. And so there are a couple things that we've got to look at, right? We've got to contextualize texts, right? The beautiful texts that we read, not only do we have to do that, we've got to figure out what the nature of God is. And if your God is an asshole, you will walk through life as an asshole. <laughs> it's just what it is, right? And so many of our gods in big churches and beautiful cathedrals is literally, literally lives to make us suffer lives to, to, to tear us apart, lives to make us feel nasty and dirty. And we, 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 we replicate that God as we walk through the earth. Mm-hmm. And so as we look at, uh, as I was talking to folks, right, who have been affected, affected by HIV, the truth is that so many people have come to that space in so many ways. Um, and they've come to that space uh, by so many avenues, right? Some, some, you know, had maybe partners that they loved that were dishonest, right? Some maybe have have done drug use. Some maybe, you know what I mean, ha- have been careless. Yes. Right? And, and when you feel worthless to begin with, um, there's not much that you will do to take care of your worth, to take care of your beauty. The church does a really good job. Of making people feel like dirt. And then when they travel on the ground and get dirty, they demonize them further. Ooh, can you say that one more time? The church does a really good job at making folks feel like dirt. And then when they begin to travel on the ground, well, dirt is, where dirt is, right? Um, then they demonize them further. We really only want to address what we can see. That's why I could do ministry for so long as a same gender loving man, right? And and do it as long as no one knew what I was doing. Yes. Right. Or as long as I didn't, I didn't, I didn't live into who I was fully, as long as you know I was being delivered.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and then and then I got delivered. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> I got delivered into the beauty of who God had called me to be, and thank God that I. You know, I, I didn't do harm—more harm than I had already done to myself in so many ways because of the ways in which spirituality—not spirituality, but religiosity, religion—made me feel. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have folks that are sneaking in the back of choir stands, right? We have we have uh, big conferences, church conferences, and folks are screwing randomly in hotel rooms and having orgies, and you don't want to talk about that, mm-hmm. right? They're doing it silently. They're doing it where no one can see because they can't even imagine the beauty that could come from real, true queer love that does no harm. Amen. And
1: see, and first of all, that's why I need you to come in here today so <laughs> people can get this word. And then yeah. what I love about you, Jamil, is like you are outreaching to all areas of community. You're currently working with some youth, right?
2: I am. Yes. So I work for a space called Lambert House. Uh, They've brought me in to do some faith engagement work. Can you let people know just
1: a little bit about the history of Lambert House?
2: Yeah. So Lambert House. Right. It does work. um, We do work um, with uh, LGBTQIA youth. Um, that it it is, it is a drop-in center for LGBTQIA youth. And what I do particularly is I do some bridge building work. So I don't just work with pastors that believe the same thing I do. Yes. Right. So let's be clear. Yeah. Right. Um, I believe in higher thought, right? I believe in broader ways of thinking and living. I believe the more we know, the less we understand. And so I don't hang around with people that just believe everything I do. That's boring. Um, but I will address harm. Right. So you don't have to believe what I believe, but you cannot do harm and say that you believe in what I believe Mm -hmm. because the nature of my God does not do harm. It does not cause hurt. Right. She does not put people in spaces wherein they feel inadequate and worthless. He does not, right? They do not do these things. This spirit, this triumphant spirit, right? That says, right, even in scripture, that, 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 that God came, right? This beautiful being, Jesus, that we, that we acknowledge came that we all might have life and that we might have that more abundantly not just in heaven, but on earth, that we would live good, wholesome, holy lives um, and that we would live it according to our own convictions. Yes,
1: and and I just think that that's amazing just to to make sure that our youth,
2: because that's how we
1: grew up, right? Yes. In that way of just not even knowing that you could be, right? You could be. And people can actually, and you can actually be your whole self and people will show up for you and support you wholeheartedly.
2: Yeah. And not mask it with their own convictions. Yeah, and statistically, Um, the truth is that Youth who say that they are engaged in spirituality, right, and not just spirituality, but further than that, like religious practice, who are LGBTQIA, are at higher risks for almost everything, right? They are the ones who are struggling the most. The ones who are supposed to have a loving, kind, gracious God are killing themselves the most. Yes. The ones who are supposed to be subscribing to a beautiful wonder that we sing about and cry about in service that walks with us and talks with us. The one who is supposed to have some foundation, as I spoke about earlier, right, is being pulled down by what should be stabilizing them. And they are being drowned. Yes. They are being drowned. And and what we say from the pulpit, the bullshit that I've heard from the pulpit, from leaders, from pastors... From people who the core foundation of who they are is to love is absolutely ridiculous. Yes. And so I've got to address that,
1: and that's real. that is that is listen. i want to I want to just take your of it. It's everything that every question I'm asking, I just want to take them and clip them because it's just this this is really a testament to exactly state of union of where we are at it's as as community as black community members notice i don't need to say the letters because if if we're going to be a part of this whole diaspora of community it's a we it's not a them it's not black them it's it's Black all of us and i think that that's really important so let us know can i say something real quick i'm sorry i just
2: because speaking of blackness i am black first
1: yeah
2: yes um and not only have i seen right black religious experience push aside. LGBTQIA folks, yeah, right? But I've got family members, right? That are on drugs, that walk the streets, right? And and, and sometimes we live in spaces of have and have nots. And unless you would like to be delivered, unless you would like to be more, I have people who I know who are not at a certain social economical status who cannot give their tithing and their offering who ain't shit. Let's be clear. So this is not just about um, this is not just about uh, uh, folks who live into LGBTQIA space. If we are black, we walk down the street as black men. Yeah. And then all the other intersectionality, some might not agree with me and you don't have to, but all the intersectionalities come when we open our mouth, when we share our experiences. But as I walk down the street as a black man and I encounter the ways in which religion has ostracized and pushed people aside, um, it it is cringing. And then I cannot though, overlook the beauty and the love of a gracious God, because that will always outweigh for me. The, the horrible spaces that people, because of the ways in which they've been systemized, have done what they've done to people because of their ignorance. God is always greater.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just want to jump up and hug you. <laughs> can you let us know we, what we need to know now, too, is how can people support you, support your um, your your or not or excuse me not organization your congregations and um if you could just look in the camera and let people know where they can find you um because i need more of this yeah. and i need to see more often and will you come on an episode of we live in color
2: i will because okay. I, I just happen to live in I, color I feel
1: like there's just a little bit more just to ask you in that space but but in the meantime just look into the camera and let people know how we can be able to support
2: yeah somebody. so so the first thing you can do to support is be supported. Um, the first thing you can do to support is come into the space that you need in order for you to live your best life. The first thing that you can do to support is remove yourself from spaces where you have to come in and go out feeling like crap day after day. And that's in all aspects of your life, because we are a space that is for you living the best you that you can live. Our church address is 832 832 32nd Avenue, we are in Seattle, Washington, 98122. You can go to our Facebook page. If you're in Seattle, um, you can go to Liberation United Church of Christ. Um, You can go to our website, myluccmyluck.org. If you are in Everett, you can feel free to also come to Everett United Church of Christ. Um, And you can, check me out my name is jamel witherspoon i'm on social media if y'all see me around don't act like that say hi be kind (laughs) right you might see me at you know i support community if you see me at the club buy me a drink (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so, but, period. Be kind and, and love one another and and be in community and support one another, because the fact of the matter is all you, you know, queer and LGBTQI folk and black folk and minoritized folk out there. You've been building church for a long time, even when it was not in a specific building. Um, you've been building church without a cross. You've been building church and community without the things that we think are normative in order to be spiritual and embrace spirituality. So don't stop doing that. Right. Come to my church. <laughs> Let's okay. do it. And if you don't come to my church, find a space wherein you can live the best you.
1: Yes.
2: The best you that you can live because you deserve it. You deserve it. And it is God's desire that no one should be lost. And I'm not talking about hell because I don't really believe in that in anyway. way, but that no one should be lost in the earth. But all should come to beautiful wholeness and beautiful right life and living
1: i just appreciate you brother thank you so much for coming um i, I of love, course. love love you we've i love been, you we've been doing this for a while now you know we got a lot to do Redman, we got more to do <laughs> but i i just appreciate you thank you so much for coming and please y'all support liberation church yes sir now that was monday y'all but tuesday is it, we about to be lit up in here? Cause our next guest is gonna be just fire. We got Chris Hopper, right from Black and Tan. He gonna let us know more about this upcoming play that's coming up. Maybe I can be an extra. I don't know, y'all. I, I'm trying. But today you've been watching the day with Trey. Y'all be well and be great. <laughs>